Ugh. Hey, Tones. Thors, what's up, buddy? What's going on? I have this... this pain in my stomach. What is it? You got a fart? You got a shit? No, 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 no. Diarrhea? I I, th- I think this... this must be what... what losing feels like. Ah, it's true. It sucks. I would know. But hey, at least you're not as bad as Mike Dotto. You know what? I think I feel a little better. Hey, yo, Mac, look Ladies at and gentlemen, job. C5, oh. wing time, oh. yeah, 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 zone, 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 zone. Oh, my Dotto. Oh, and five. Oh, and five. It's so bad. We'll get to Mike later, but man. Mercifully. Mercifully, but... Overall, what a huge week. This was great. What this a huge week. week for some for some individual players for you. Was, we're back. Well, yeah. I mean, you said that when you moved <laughs> to one and two, then you went to one and three, and then hey, you weren't back. Forever climbing, baby. That's the right. The grind continues. We did have some huge individual performances from huge. some guys this week. Like list list some of these guys off okay. for me because we had some huge days. Deshaun Watson was amazing. Four hundred and twenty six yards, five TDs. Kank, uh, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Holy fuck. Good 237 God. yards, three touchdowns. He is the Panthers offense. It's unbelievable. It's like, it's how he does it that makes it so impressive. The dude like helicoptered through the air on one of the touchdowns. Nuts. He doesn't care about his body. I'm pretty sure the dude juked at some point in the game every single player on the Jags defense right out of their shoes. No doubt. Amazing. And, and fans in the stands. Uh, Aaron Jones, 182 yards, four touchdowns. Four. That was a record by any player against the Cowboys. Did you know that no player in the history of the league has rushed for four touchdowns against Dallas? That's crazy. That's insane. That's crazy. For a guy to get four touchdowns is absolutely nuts in any game. Uh, Jacobs? Yeah. Two guys that are on our bench. Aaron Jones, Josh Jacobs, 143 yards, two TDs. Kid's a stud. Uh, Dalvin Cook, 218 yards, no touchdowns. Would have had 21 points, barring a fumble. Yep. Pretty nuts. Uh, Fuller, 217 yards, three touchdowns. Good God. What the fuck are these numbers right now? Mike Thomas, can't guard him. 182 yards, two TDs. Unfortunately. Amari Cooper, 226. We have four players in the NFL, skill position, running backs, receivers, that were over 200 yards in one week. Oh, God. What the hell? So remember last week when we were saying, like, the Watkins-Evans performances are, like, once in a whatever? Yeah. I don't know anymore. These offenses are cooking. It's wild. Honorable mention to DJ Chark, Adam Thielen, Chris Godwin, all doing great. Speaking of cooking, let's do some injuries because Brandon Cooks, the poor guy, oh. had his head caved in. Talk about another Mike Dotto blunder here. It's not even his fault, but sucks. 0-5, and he just lost one of his better players. Cooks, like, just straight up died. Uh, Saquon looks like he might be back tomorrow. Fucking cyborg. The <laughs> oh guy's juking. He looks, he looks great. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's unbelievable. So... Adding to the injury report was Wayne Gallman, who left with, I believe it was concussion-like symptoms. Okay. Left the game. Did not know that. Let's just talk about Dan spending $23 on mm. Gallman, who he'll never play once because Saquon will be probably back by Thursday. What and did he say? Gallman uh, will never spend more, spend pay, less. Pay less. Pay less. That's yeah, good. that's tough. That's tough. But it doesn't matter because Dan destroyed my face. And how about we jump into... My matchup with Dan, which almost seemed like it was unfair as soon as Mike Thomas started cooking. You you texted, we were texting a little bit today, and you were saying about the whole Godwin-Thomas situation was just a fucking nightmare for me. Yeah. That was awful. That that game, and I, meanwhile, had 
had Baltimore-Pittsburgh as my game with Ingram and Juju, and Dan's got two receivers going absolutely ballistic this week in the Saints game. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Tones, I will give Dan the credit he deserves, but first, I need you to hear me. An ode to my friend, but not really, Le'Veon Bell. Tones, gone are the days of Le'Veon Bell's RB1 performance. Oh no! Gone are the days when when my fantasy squad could walk into a matchup down by 20 and with one player left and it was Lev and he would without a doubt score 28.52 points. Gone is the superstar that we once knew from the Pittsburgh Steelers. So much swag, so much competence at the QB position and Antonio Brown, Mike Tomlin, Le'Veon Bell, I will always miss you. You will never stop being the hold my dick, league RB1, to me. Are you okay? Need a hug? I think I'll be okay, man. I'm just sad. I'm just sad. I'm, I'm sad because, because Dan destroyed my team today, and I know that, it, and it's fine. It's okay. I got my first loss of the season. Like, I can deal with that, or maybe I can't. It but, sounds like you can't. But, but... <laughs> you are crumbling. You've lost one game. <laughs> I I just had this revelation today in the shower, because that's where all good ideas Whoa. come. Yeah, and, a revelation in the shower, eh? And, Was and, it your penis rising? No, listen. <laughs> Lev sat on my bench all year long last year, after years of complete dominance as one of the best players at his position. He did everything. He was the second best receiver on the Steelers for years. And I hung on to him last year with hopes that he was going to go to the Colts. And catch passes from Andrew Luck. And I had these dreams. And dreams very quickly started to turn into bad dreams and almost nightmares when he signed with the Jets. And you know what? Sam Darnold is great. But without Darnold, Luke Falk has been our quarterback. And this is what we're getting. And eight points. Lev. That's not going to cut it. That's not RB1 status. It's not good. It's not good, Dars. Now, Tones, I know that Le'Veon was not the reason why I lost this week. Dan's no. team Dan's team did things that, Bent that you over. no other team has done this year. It's lovely. Arguably. But, you know, I just had this moment today where I was reflecting on my history with him, carrying him through these years. My third round pick in 2014. So anyway. It's the end of eras for you and I. A little bit. It's crazy though, because your guy's playing football. You can turn this around, man. Relax. True. That's true, actually. I don't think Sam Darnold's the answer, but like, at least he's playing and he's healthy. And, he'll, and he's actually quite a competent yeah, quarterback, and that's fine. Maybe so so let's, just talk about, let's just talk about quickly the debate I almost had to start Shady McCoy instead of Le'Veon. Mm. That would not have worked out. Shady was absolute garbage tonight mm. and fumbled the ball. So was that whole team. Josh Jacobs, 29 points on the bench. 26. 26 points on the bench. (laughs) (laughs) Don't give yourself free points. I'm out here, man. That was cool. That would have been great. You know what? I don't even want to talk about that. Let's just talk about Dan. Oh, Dan. Let's just do it. Let's just get to it. Because you know what? The guy chirped me on this very pod. Mm -hmm. He insulted me in my own home via telephone last week. And he showed up, man. He just keeps chirping and, and calling his shots. He changed his team name to this year's champ. He changed his team name to... Next year's champ. Next then this year's champ. Yeah, that, yeah. Ex- says, fuck you, Doria. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Incredible. And now the streak killer, it's just like, it, man. Just talk about Dan for me. Dan, God, you gotta respect the game. Of course. You gotta respect it. Like, yeah. it's amazing. He put his money where his mouth is. It was great. Uh, Dan's wide receivers went ballistic, which is funny because after Thursday night, 
Robert Woods kind of has another game, and you're thinking, okay, Doris is fine. These receivers might not do their thing. Oh, that's okay. Mike Thomas, 30 points. Boom. Chris Godwin, 24 points. Boom. <sighs> Cortland Sutton, 70-yard touchdown to start your 4 p.m. slate. That'll work. Um, speaking of which, great late-round pick by him. We haven't talked about it in a while. No, we haven't. Uh, but I think the interesting thing to talk about with his team, Sony Michel, into the starting lineup, he even said himself that he was going to start or debating that Wayne Gallman, Sony Michel, RB2 slot. Yeah. Starts Sony. Has a great game. 91 rushing yards, 32 receiving yards. Gets in the end zone against a shitty Washington team. We said it last week with the trade. Like, he got the best player in the deal. I think it's proving to be correct after one week. Mind you, it's only one week. But this is what Sony's going to do, man. It's He's going to give you RB2 numbers more often than not. I just wonder if Rich has any regret, and I know it's way too early, but you see 18 points the week after you trade him. Is this like the tra- classic Rich thing where he drops a guy or he trades yeah. a guy and the guy gets hot? Like, we'll get to Rich, and he's not thinking probably whatsoever because he's got he won this week. Yeah. We, we win when you play with the guys he got, but... Yeah, Dan, about five minutes before kickoff, whatever it was, ends up making the switch. Gallman out with a concussion, only had 14 rushing yards. Meanwhile, Sony goes off. He was kind of quiet for actually most of that game. And, I mean, Washington was actually sticking around Yeah, that, that was game, weird. Which is very weird. Uh, but Sony ends up going off. And who didn't on this fucking guy's team? I mean, Mark Andrews was the only guy, and obviously Woods on Thursday. He's still got two players to go. This guy's already got 139 points projected for a buck 63. Hello. Yeah, this early pod business is uh, new for us this year. Yeah, and and, I mean, good for him, man. He's probably going to vault at this point to first in the league with all the points for, and he goes to four and one inevitably. that hurts to say. It does. I can see it. I can hear it in your voice. You know what? After, in 48 hours, I'll be on a plane. I'll be out of here for two weeks with very little access to football whatsoever. Oh, It'll be happening. You'll be on the football. In sure. a different time zone. I'm just saying, if there's any time for me to go on a losing streak, it's now. Just get me out of here at this point. Like, I don't need to deal with this while you guys are all here. Jesus. I won't really be on it's the group chat. It's been one loss. Good <laughs> God. Be in my shoes for a fucking year and see what, to do, see what you do. Uh, that's too painful, man. I don't yeah, think I want to do that. But you Why know don't... what? This is where character's made. Uh, exactly. Uh, yes, Dan will be going to 4-1. and one. You will also be 4-1. and one. That's going to be interesting. Anyway, let's move on. Who we got next? We got CRG, who's going to defeat Franco. Mm. And I think this is, shockingly, the highest scoring combined matchup of this week. I would never have thought that coming into this week, especially with all the numbers. If we knew ahead of time what other guys in this league this week were going to put up, like yourself Very and true. Dan. And this combined highest scoring matchup... Oh, God. Who do you want to start with? Um, I want to start with CRG. We were talking a couple weeks. Denver's backfield. Who's he going to start? Philip Lindsay. Is it Royce Freeman? One week it's one guy. One week it's the next. He's like, yeah, fuck that shit. I'm going to pick up Jordan Howard after his big week. I'm going to start him. Only puts up 12 points. Respectable. Gets yep. in the end zone. It's fine. It's nothing crazy. But he just actively avoids it. But was it the right move? Lindsay puts up 20-plus, and I mean, mm. I, it's just like, the the problem is that when the Broncos are the Broncos, and Joe Flacco is your quarterback, and he leads your offense, I don't know, you correct me if I'm wrong if you think, but like, I just don't know what I'm going to get out of that offense on any given day. It yeah. could boom for 40 points, they could be shut out at home against a shitty team. I just don't know what Flacco is going to do. It's definitely true. And Flacco has to establish that passing game to help with the run game, and vice versa. You know how that works? So, I mean, with Lindsay. 
how do you know when to start that guy yeah. with a team like that? It's just very confusing. They're a all. weird, like, game script team, too. Is like, you're trying to figure out, okay, like, there shouldn't, they shouldn't have been 0-4 coming into this week. They Agreed. just shouldn't have. They're a better team than that. I'm not saying they're good. And then they go and beat a good Chargers team, and you're like, okay, what the fuck? So if you're going into yeah. this thing going, like, like, I guarantee part of CRG's thinking was, oh, well, they're going to be down in this game quite a bit. They're going to be slinging the ball, trying to come, play comeback ball. They're not going to be running the ball a lot. And right. sure enough, they have a cozy lead for a good chunk of this thing, and they're running it down their throats, no problem. Like, it's weird. Definitely. So under- I understand why you tried to avoid it, and obviously yeah. it paid off because he won big. I was just going to say the same thing. Definitely understand why he did that, and it ended up didn't. It ended up not mattering. Let's talk quickly, very quickly, about Adam Thielen. Mm. What a day. After calling out his boy, and then apparently, I didn't know this, apparently Kirk Cousins has a podcast, had Adam what? Thielen, had Adam Thielen on the podcast oh. where they kind of hashed it out, and he said to him, Kirk says, I gotta be better, I know I gotta be better, I'm gonna feed you, don't worry. And sure enough, he comes out today slinging to the other white guy. What do you think of that? That's weird. Isn't it weird? Kirk Why Cousins like, seems like a weird guy. You like that? He's such a wiener, man. Like, yeah. his fucking loser's celebrations where he's swinging his... Like, he's just a tool, man. Oh, I don't know. Kirk <laughs> Cousins rubs me the wrong way. Stefan Diggs did not get the fucking... Did not get that treatment, and that's a problem. But that's we'll get fair. to him later. He was feeding Diggs, or both guys he was feeding early. They had yeah. quite a few... Yeah, yeah, quite a few play-action passes that, like... You could say, these guys are like 15 yards open downfield, and he was feeding both of them and, and making an effort, it seemed like, to do that. I mean, it's easy to do that against the Giants, shitty secondary, shitty team in general. You're going to win that game. Sure. Against another team that's better, I'm not sure this will be the case. Let's talk about Franco, who we almost had on the outs last week in terms of teams that we can scratch out of the playoffs. Put him on the watch list. Despite the loss, though, it was still positive, and I'm not ready to scratch him off at this point. It's still too early, especially after putting up a week like that. And some of his guys had a pretty nice day. Yeah. Allen Robinson, two touchdowns. Seems to have a little bit of magic with uh, Chase Chase Daniel. Yeah. I should know this. Yep. Yes, Chase Daniel. Um, Trubisky is awful. And cannot throw to wide receivers on a consistent basis. Having Chase Daniel there is actually a big benefit. Um, Robbie Anderson, I don't know what to make of. He had a dud week. But DJ Chark. Let's talk about DJ Chark. Let's talk about DJ Chark. At this point, week five, I think he's the pickup of the year so far. You? If if we subtract Lamar Jackson because he hadn't played a game yet, if we're talking about actual pickups during the weeks of the season so far... I'm completely with you. I think Chark's got to be there. I even think with Lamar, Chark has been better. In a 10-team league, having a quarterback, like unless it's Patrick Mahomes putting up 40 points every single week, which even he's not doing right now. Yeah. And Lamar's come back down to earth. That team has not been gr- that good. Like Lamar put up, what, 16, 14 points this week? Or, or, like it's not that great. Sure. So he might be coming back down to earth. And I think having a key wide receiver that you can either A, trade, or B, start every single week, is way more valuable than having a, 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 an above-average quarterback, let's call it. Only $1 place down mm. of fab from Franco to get him. One of his hey, only three moves of the year this year. Ugh. But damn, what a move. Great move. Great move. I have a question for you. D.D. Westbrook was the guy coming into this year. And everyone was talking about in camp, Nick mm-hmm. Foles, great chemistry. Nick Foles ends up getting hurt week one. In comes your boy, Gardner Minshew, who was playing second-team reps with your boy, DJ Chark. I don't think that Chark even emerges without Gardner Minshew taking over. And this is maybe just an excuse for me to use Gardner Minshew's name in this podcast so you can talk he's, about him. Oh, but he's my favorite Of ever. course. Um, yeah, I don't know about that. Like, Chark is starting. 
he's one of their three receivers on the field at all times. So maybe it would have been, may, might not have been as consistent as we're seeing. Like he's found the end zone in every game but one. So maybe it's not that. But I still think he's a very fantasy relevant. Like he's a talented player. He's this early second round pick. Like he's not some scrub undrafted guy that's just coming in and making a name for himself. Like Absolutely. Chark was drafted as a highly touted college receiver. Do you know why I want DJ Chark on my fantasy team? And it's not because of his skill. Go ahead. It's because I, if I was Franco, would name my team Left Chark or Baby Chark. Baby Chark. Baby Chark, Franco, would only be ten characters. The do-do-do-do's would be only another six to eight. You can make that work and change. Is there comments still? Remember the slogans underneath the Yahoo thing? You could just put the do-do-do's under there. That would be incredible. So just a proposal. Just throwing it out there. And, again, overall a good week for Franco, and I think that we are safe to move on at this point because mm-hmm. we do want to talk about you. And I want to do a little bit of you talking, but but after we address, to me, the most pressing topic yeah. about this matchup, and that's your opponent who lost, Rob. But is Rob selling? Is Rob losing his fucking mind? I think he might be. He might be spiraling more than you are. Oh, certainly is. There's no doubt about that. I don't know. You're spiraling. Like, this is bizarre. He's now put in the chat that he's selling, if that's what you want to call it, selling twice. He's asking for, hey, guys, my guys can be had, nobody off limits for high draft picks. That sounds like a seller to me. I don't know. Like, Mike's the only seller I see right now, but is Rob all of a sudden selling with this team? Like, this is so strange. Can, I don't you, imagine, know can you imagine what the market would be like with Mike selling his guys and Rob selling his guys? Oh, it'd be incredible. The thing about this that confuses the hell out of me is that coming into this week, Rob had the most points scored in the league. And all of a sudden, he has one dud week, which every single team in this league, I think barring Ryan at this point, has done. Yep. Everyone's had a bad Everyone. week. Everyone. Nick, myself, you, I'm, yep. off the top of my head, Rich has had a bad one, Every right? single one of us. Every single one. And, and and here's Rob with the most points for having his first dud, and it's just like code red. We need to get rid of everybody. I get it. Mike Evans, zero, 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 <laughs> zero, thanks to your boy, Marshawn Lattimore. Oh, what a stunt. Holy shit. But, and we'll get to that later. But, but like, what? What's going on? Here. Let me try to like, I, it's it's super bizarre. I don't understand it, but maybe he's just smarter than all of us. He's a former champ and he clearly knows somewhat what he's doing. I don't know if that's fair to say, but let's try to map it out <laughs> here. Let's try to get inside sure. the mind of Rob. It's a crazy place. There's shit flying all over the place. There's Greg Oden's wiener in the background. There's a lot going on in that <laughs> point. But let's figure it out, okay? Patrick Mahomes, mainstay quarterback. Might even be a keeper at the quarterback position. Yeah. Mike Evans... Before that big monster week, which I believe was last week, uh, two, two weeks, weeks ago, ago he had thirty-seven. Two points weeks ago, the last week he had a good week. Yeah, but right now, through five weeks, it's been three duds, two booms. One of the duds is zero points, not yeah. even a catch. So maybe he sees what we're all seeing and going, okay. Chris Godwin is the number one wide receiver in that offense. Mike Evans is no longer the keeper caliber wide receiver that he has been in years past. He might be having his own personal ode to Mike Evans in private time to poor Leanna, who has to suffer through listening to that. But yes. Of course. Uh, Todd Gurley doesn't look the same. Yeah, he's staying healthy for now, but he doesn't look the same. 
Melvin Gordon's probably going to be on a different team next year. Yeah. Does he keep Austin Eckler? I don't know. What's his role going to be? They could draft a guy in the first or second round next year, and now that backfield's even just as cloudy as it is now. Evan Ingram's amazing. Sammy Watkins, who basically got him a week one win, yeah. is now hurt and is clearly Sammy Watkinsing. After one <laughs> big fucking week, he goes MIA for the next five weeks and gets injured, which is vintage. So maybe he's sitting there looking at his team going, hmm, maybe this year I might be able to get into the playoffs, might be able to be what we thought, an 8-5, and 7-6, and 6-7 and team, and maybe squeeze out a playoff win, but he's not a contender. Maybe that's what he's thinking and going, you know what, I got to get ahead of this, try to pull a Belichick, sell a year before I should be selling, and try to regroup for the next couple of years. What I think you're saying is that Rob listened to the podcast last week with Dan as a guest, and Rob bought Maybe. in, and he said that I need to be the first seller. And with a team with valuable players who he could sell very high for, I mean, if Mike Evans isn't a number one receiver, I don't know if people are going to be paying number one receiver money for him in this league. Yeah. But anyway, let's just leave that there. Maybe he is smarter than the rest of us. Maybe. Which I, I, tell. I don't know. I don't know if Rob's going to get what he wants. For the, negotiating with Rob on trades is very, very challenging. We all know yeah. how tough it it's, can be. We'll see. We'll see if that becomes a little easier given this uh, newfound mentality. Why don't we just talk about you for a second? <laughs> Tones with a big, disgusting <laughs> grin on your face. Tones, where are you going anywhere? Oh. <laughs> they wanted me to sell, Doris. They wanted me out. But guess what? What? I'm not fucking leaving. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, I was hot last week. I was fired up. You were. Dan wasn't talking directly to me, but it felt like he was. He was. It felt like he was. Yeah. All you fucks were sitting there going, hmm, I want Tones to sell. Why? Because it'd be funny, number one. Number two, I want his guys. Nah, fuck that shit. They're my guys. They're your guys. That's my Aaron Jones putting up 42 points. That's my Leonard Fournette. On your back. back to RB1 status. <laughs> That's my Chris Carson getting the rock every fucking down. That's my Will Fuller. Biggest buy low in the league. I'm hanging on to him. Why? Because he does what he just did. He was the offense. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. I texted this to you today. It seemed like, because I, you know, that podcast, like, I was fired up last week. Oh, yeah. Safe to say. Yeah. But I'm trying, I'm trying to like, you know, a day goes by and you're like, you know, maybe Dan, maybe I got to take it seriously. You know, let's, let's take a look. And I'm looking at the team. I'm trying to be honest with myself, right? And I'm like, fuck, like, should I, should I just be selling? Should I just like say fuck it and just try this again? And I keep looking, I'm reading these articles and literally like, you know, we're into week four. So now the buy low guys are out, right? So all these articles of these like, oh, here's the guys you should be targeting in trades. Here they are, you know? Literally, like, half of my team was on these buy, like, everyone's <laughs> buy low article. Yeah, exactly. Will Fuller, Leonard Fournette, uh, Aaron Jones was on there, David Montgomery was on there, even Miles Sanders was on some of them. Uh, who else was I seeing? I don't know. Uh, George Kittle for sure. Like, it's like, Jesus Christ. Like, okay, some at some point here, these guys are going to realize their potential, and they did. The boom was coming, and it definitely came. I think that by 2 p.m. I think that by 2 p.m. today, Rob's chances of winning on Yahoo's projections, which we know we both have problems with, but it was already at 25%. It was like Edelman scored at the same time that Fuller scored, and it was just like, and and Fournette, I don't think, was that far behind. It was silly. And then, to, I mean, to cap it all off, you haven't even, even had all your players play yet. So it's like, 
Good God, what a performance from you. Projected to put up 148, which on any given week would be the highest scoring total. But damn, we Not had some big performers Woo. this week. So needless to say, you're feeling good. And you moving to 2-3 and three instead of falling to 1-4 and four is massive. Huge. Coming in hot next week, you got an interesting matchup next week. We'll talk oh. about that a little bit later. But why don't we, if you're okay with it, move on 100%. to Ryan and Nick. Man, I really thought this was a matchup we'd bump up a little bit this week in terms of taking priority. It really, there were other good matchups though, and, and, and for this one in particular, it was close. It was very close. It, it, Ryan with a big W with a bye week guy, Carry on Johnson. He's kind of been leaning on him all week, all, yeah. all, all year long, a little bit, right? Is a good solid RB two, and he he wins without him. It was uh, it was a very good week for Ryan to do that without one of your better players. It's essentially like an injury, and now he gets him back and continues to be the dominant force. Now he's going to be four and one. Right there with you. And we were saying that he, I, I thought last week that he was the biggest contender to you in this league so far. And I still believe that. But now, same record as you. These power rankings coming up in a week or two here. It's going to be interesting to figure out. It's going to be fucking weird to sort out. Like, you must be a little bit nervous. Especially since he literally won using your formula. Oh. The, the solid, defense. The solid defense. The solid defense. The elite all-time defense, 35 points from Phillies D. Yeah. A great pickup. That was excellent. The kicker putting up 14 points. The rest of the squad was pretty good. Like, it was just average. Like, it was nothing amazing. The best part about that defense scenario is that Ryan bid $1. Mm. Nick bid, bid, excuse me, Nick bid $0. Shame. One more buck. And Nick would have had this week. And it's like, it seems like every single time we talk about Nick's team, he's getting fucked in a new way. It's just like, it's just a new and creative way. Like, he, how do you lose with 41 points from Christian McCaffrey? That's fucking insane. It's because Jared Goff is not that good. And, and it really came down, actually. And Nick even said this in the chat. It comes down to Keenan Allen mm. versus Marquez Valdez Scantling. And if Keenan just had even half of what a Keenan day is, he would have won this fucking matchup. Ryan only won by five. They both put up 1.8 points. Keenan against against Denver only put up less than two points? Yeah. What the yeah. fuck is that? And last week against Miami, that was a weird one. And we're like, okay, like it's one week. He's been so great all season. The disappearing act is beginning. And the thing I wish I mentioned after that in that week three pod is like, oh yeah, maybe a big reason why he's going off and actually getting the touchdowns, which have been missing in years past, is because Melvin Gordon hasn't been there. Well, guess what? Melvin Gordon's back. And, oh, yeah, Austin Eckler has a bigger role in the offense. Yeah. They love throwing touchdowns to the running back there. There might be rough seas ahead for Keenan Allen. I don't think so. I still think he's an amazing player. But, like, I don't know. The consistency might not be there. He's going to put up a few more of these weeks, I think. I want to talk a little more about Nick. But first, I just want to quickly say about Ryan. Cooper Cup, Ryan's mm. new keeper. Yeah. Self-proclaimed. Oh, that, that's exactly what Already he said. Already declared. Yeah, so he got rid of Mahomes last year, kept Diggs. Seeing Diggs and what he's doing, he's like, unless this guy's going to New England, fuck this guy, he's gone. Cooper Cup, cool. Yep. As long as he doesn't get hurt, this guy is absolutely keeper status. He somehow has become the number one receiver in L.A. When we had, like, two other guys at least ahead of him, that's insane. It's really funny how much things change just after five weeks of football, oh, right? Like, coming into the season, we were all, like, it was Cook's... And Woods as, like, the 1A, 1B. Like, yep. it was just dependent. Like, if you're drafting, what's your team makeup, right? If you have a big boomer bus wide receiver already, okay, you take the safe floor in Woods. Vice versa, right? And Cup was, like, the guy, like, oh, yeah, if he falls to me and the value's good, like, okay, maybe I'll grab him. Holy shit, that's completely flipped in just five weeks. Is 
Lamar Jackson a big deal at this point, or is he just another guy? He tore up Miami and Arizona for 30-plus points, and it was because Ryan picked him up before the season started that we said he was a fucking genius. We made all this big deal about it, and he deserved that. Since then, 21 is mediocre without against a passing Kansas touchdown. Against Kansas City, which is... Against, against Kansas City. Absolutely. Against Cleveland last week, 26 and a half. That's, that's great. Good. And then only 14 this week. So, I don't know. Like, is he just going to level out at this point? Are we... I think I think so. I think it's like obviously a 300-yard five touchdown performance against Miami is not a repeatable thing. And everyone was shitting their pants cuz it's week 1 and everyone's excited. Week 2 against Arizona, that defense is absolutely a joke. And so he does what he does, gets yeah. his 30-point game. And now he's playing real NFL teams, the Chiefs, the Browns, the Steelers like you just mentioned. Next week, good matchup against Cincy. Yeah. I couldn't see him getting into the mid 20s. Is he getting into the 30s? Maybe 40s. That would be amazing for Ryan. But I don't know. I think it's I think it's just things are correcting a little bit. If the 33 is the ceiling and the 14 is the floor from weeks 1 and 5, I think he's somewhere in the middle of that, and I think that's what Lamar is, which for sure. is a QB1. QB1, top 5 in the league, absolutely. But I don't think he's the Mahomes of this year that we maybe thought he was after week 2. Right. There's no way Mahomes would go a game last year with that. With not that, not with a that. chance. It was insane no what way. he was doing, and he's still doing Definitely it. Definitely not two weeks in a row, that's for sure. Back to Nick for a sec. Mm. DeAndre Hopkins, worrisome. Yeah. Yeah. That offense finally got moving. Yeah. And he was, I mean, for this game standards, MIA. Yeah. Eight targets, seven catches, 88 yards, zero touchdowns. There was a tight end I've never heard of in my entire life that caught a 20-yard touchdown from DeAndre, or, uh, from um, Deshaun Watson. Where, where is it for where is it for DeAndre Hopkins? Here it is after week one. Twenty three points week one. Yeah. Four six three eight. What's happening? Yeah. Like, is there going to be an ode to DeAndre Hopkins soon? What well, well, odes on. in the chat? Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> I did the ode. The ode was my ode. If anybody else wants to do an ode, they can voice record it in the chat. That would be fine. That would be great. I have the first ode. Let's just leave it there. We have to say something quickly. Or I have to say something too quickly mm. about these guy about a guy like DeAndre Hopkins having a dud. So here's what I think about Houston. There's a lot of people that they're throwing to. Okay, and Will Fuller's emerging, and they're throwing to guys out of their backfield. In a lot of teams, there's there's RB committees. We're throwing to guys out of the backfield. Like it's so fucking hard to find a player right now in fantasy that is consistently dominant, isn't it? Yeah, there's like maybe like four or five, but I think you can say that every single year. I suppose. That's that's a fair point. I'm just looking at a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, a guy who's a wide receiver. It was a sure one, thing, right? Absolute surefire. Yeah. And why you not? You will never have more than two bad games in a row. Right. This is now four. Right. It's concerning. Devontae Freeman finally does something. Yeah. It was on the end zone. Congratulations. Woo! It was his Double first digits. touchdown since, well, I don't think, 2017. Late 2017, yeah. And I want to say something quickly. I, was, I, I wrote a note here for Chris McCaffrey to talk about him. Because he was a Greg Jennings runner-up. But what we didn't even do in your matchup, and let's just throw to it for a second, oh. is name our Greg Jennings performer team on my back of the week. Fuck it. You can't stop me. We didn't even really talk about Will Fuller, who went absolutely bananas. We mentioned him off the top, but we got to give him props for the Greg Jennings Award. Yeah, suck it, Christian McCaffrey. Yes. This is Will Fuller's fucking time, you baby. Got right. So anyway, Fuller goes absolutely haywire. He's yeah. the reason, one of the reasons why, obviously, you put up a huge 
a huge deal, and you had fucking Aaron Jones on your bench. He would have been a nice... They need him. I'm they just, need him. I'm just saying. Saving it for when I play you. You had, you had two of the three Greg Jennings performers this week, based on what our notes were like. But anyway, going back to McCaffrey, oh my god, this guy's a fucking freak. We know unreal. that. I don't know if we have to talk more about him, because we already no, have. No, already but, did. He was so good. It's He's insane. so good. It's insane. He bra- it seems like he breaks off an 80-yard run. It's like him and Saquon, just every single game, punch it in. 60-yard touchdown run that's going to be on yep. every highlight reel. Richard, David Martin, Ben. An official final here on a Sunday night. Official final. He moves to 3-2, and two and Mike is falling to 0-5. Rich's team... Rich's team, we'll talk about it first, owns it went ballistic, and Deshaun Watson showed that he is a QB1. Did you know about Deshaun Watson? They said it on the broadcast. Deshaun Watson used to be the ball boy yes. for the Atlanta Falcons mm-hmm. when he was in high school, or just coming out of high school. There was like a Deion Sanders story in there, I think, yeah. and it was like... Yeah, I handed him some thing, or like when he handed him a ball. I don't know. I saw this a while back. He but, knew yeah. Matt Ryan then, which is crazy to think that Matt Ryan's been in the league for like 10 plus fucking years. That's wild. That's that's pretty that cool. Crazy. And then he actually just torches just Atlanta. Ends their season. <laughs> Rich was all smiles at work today. This guy would not stop beaming. He came up to me with the biggest shit-eating grin <laughs> on his face. First telling me that he... First telling me that he's narrowed his list of his prospective ladies down. And Uh-oh. then quickly following up with... My fancy team did some shit today, and I'm like, dude, I don't want to hear it. I just lost. I'm also leaving for Europe. Like, fuck off. But, but, Rich, I feel good for the guy. He, he was real happy today. Uh, yeah, this was a great performance from Rich, yeah. and he's been consistently good so far. He's been one of the most consistent teams in the league yeah. this year, and he's doing it without Tyreek Hill, which is even more impressive. 134 points without Hill, and when Hill comes back, look out, because he'll be getting solid production at every position, I think. His receivers with him and T.Y., that's good. David Johnson has oh, been... Tyler Boyd, too. Tyler Boyd, of course. David Johnson has been an RB2+, plus low-end one. He's gotten double-digit points almost every single week. This guy's just been doing really, really well. The good for him. boom week hasn't been there yet, but yeah. But but when coming. you have Dalvin Cook, you don't need that other guy. To, you right. just need consistent production. Need floor. I just talked about no wide receiver one production out of DeAndre Hopkins. How about just knowing what you're going to get out of a guy and it being solid every single week? Yeah. That's what David Johnson has been for Rich. So, hey, things are trending upwards. Good for Rich. He's back back in the win column, and, and we move on to the guy who... Hasn't even hit the win column this year, Tones. Mike, RIP, buddy. It's over. It's over. It's over. <laughs> Mike, your playoff dreams. Yeah, they're gone, buddy. Bye bye. It's a shame. <laughs> Were they even intact after 0 2, 0 3? Yeah, you always have a chance. Listen, I can't sit there and be like, oh, you always have a chance with my squad and not save for other people. He had a chance. 0-4 you can come back from. You were one of those people. You were like 1-5 one year and 0-4, I believe. And you came back and made it to the playoffs and had a nice little run. That's so, true. yes, it's doable. The difference is your team was much better than Mike's is currently constructed. So, what's next? Like, how does he... Like, is he's obviously selling. So, like, how does he do this? Well... It's really difficult, especially if he's going to go up against a guy like Rob in terms of the selling market. Yeah. If you decided to sell prior to this week, if Rob decides to sell starting this week, there are some very, very solid players on your respective rosters that guys like me, who's still trying to contend, and Ryan and Dan would really appreciate. I don't... 
really appreciate anyone on Mike's roster. He's trying to get Odell from me. He's trying to get Tyree Kill from Rich. This is not a secret. And it's not going to work because who am I going to take back in return? Three wide receiver threes? Like, I can take on a two and a pick, maybe, if I'm a guy who has depth to spare. I'll give you A.J. Green for a price, but is the price going to make my team better this year? It's really not. Can he trade with other prospective sellers? Sure, maybe you can make a trade for a trade. Maybe Ezekiel Elliott gets on the table. Maybe you can touch on that in a sec. Or like put it out there. The problem is no one else is even selling right now. Yeah. Like, how can you how I how can you buy keepers from buyers? <laughs> it's the biggest thing with this league, and I'm living it currently. When you don't have good keepers, you it's so easy to get stuck in a you're, you're just in a vortex because keepers don't get traded, and that's how it is. Like, you just have to get lucky with first overall picks or in that loser bracket, have a guy like Christian McCaffrey fall to you with the fifth or sixth pick, and then you hang on to that player, or you have to swing some deals. And I don't know how Mike's going to do this. And, like, he's already put it out there that if Zeke, last week I think he said, if Zeke puts up less than 15 points... He's on the he's on the block, which I don't know why 15 points is the fuck it. Like, that week's going to really make or break whether you sell the best running back in the league. Okay, cool. Um, so, needless to say, he puts up less than 15s. I texted him. I'm sure nine other owners texted him as well. And I understand what he's trying to do. He wants to get a lot of players and assets for one guy. And I actually think that's the right move. But then the problem is you're down a keeper. He's not going to go to you and be like, hey, Zeke for Odell, let's do this thing. Like, because why? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that's probably not going to happen. There needs to be more for him for that. Yeah. Because his team's not getting any better by doing that. It's very bizarre. So, I don't know. I think there's a way for him to do it. But, like, for him to just go if – if his idea is just to go out there and be like, hey, Brandon Cooks for a second. Like, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Like – Maybe you get mid to late round picks for these guys, but that's not going to move the needle for you. The nice thing for him is he either has to pick a lane. He goes into next year with Derrick Henry, who I was wrong about. I've said it for the third time now yep. on this pod. I was wrong about. Yep. Guy's a solid RB2, probably a keeper. And Zeke Elliott, who is amazing. Go into it with that. Have a strategy in the draft to figure out a way to get as many good keepers as possible. And maybe you keep a DJ more. A guy who was chosen in the first round in the NFL draft on a good offense. You hope for better days ahead next year in year three and hope he makes that leap. And if you do, great. You're laughing. You don't even have to make a move. Or he trades a Zeke for, like, multiple pieces. We, the way you develop your, let's, let's just say this. It starts with a it starts with a draft sometimes, okay? So you you took bites at the apple of David Montgomery and um, Philadelphia, Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders. I grabbed Jacobs in the second round right. on my turn, right? I don't know in the in the first or second round. We don't know what these guys are going to turn into. But with some of the picks that we've seen in the first couple rounds of the draft in the past, especially my history of taking absolute losers in the first round, why not take a bite at? A young guy who could be a stud. I like Mike doing, picking DJ Moore. Yeah. I think that's an. I think that's that was a great. He took him a little higher than maybe I would have, but I understand that for a guy like Mike. I like Mike taking a chance on a guy like Demarcus Robinson on the waiver wire. You don't know what that guy's going to turn sure. into, but there's going to have to be if he goes in with who we think he's going to, and no real big trades are made. He's going to have to go in 
with the mentality of like, I might have to maybe reach for a couple guys that could turn into studs. And we talked about the wide receiver class coming out next year. Yeah. I think Mike going into next year, if he can just get one of those first few picks on, on one of those receivers and let it hit and let and have patience on that guy going into his season, he might be able to turn Zeke and Derrick Henry plus that new wide receiver, whoever it might be, into a decent team. Yeah. I don't know what's going to come of it this year, but I'm I'm not ready to say that all hope is lost forever for Mike. Yeah, I think, no, I, I think, think we're both in it's going to be. There. I think it's going to be okay. It's just damn, it looks so goddamn bleak right now. Yeah, no, it does. You and know? like that's the thing is like it's he did put up numbers in this in this year's league. Like we cannot discount that. And it's just you know sometimes your luck is shitty. And like yeah, maybe he should have two wins right now at minimum. But like maybe that was his window to actually bank some wins. And now that window's missed. And his team's going to fall back down to earth a little bit. And he has no banked wins. And that's a problem. But I agree with you. I think we're... I think he could go into next year's draft with just his picks and the three players we just mentioned. Even if he loves Josh Gordon, whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. And draft smart. That's what it comes down to. Draft smart. And he's got to hope one of those young... Let's say he takes three or four young running backs slash wide receivers. He's got to hope at least one of them hits. And yeah. if one hits, you're good. You're, you're in good shape. I have to say, this is probably the most sympathetic we've ever been towards Mike in terms of destroying him every week on the winless talk. But we do have to give him this week's edition of Douchebag of the Week. And we do this because of the fucking guarantee. The guarantee tones that he was going to make the playoffs. And we've already mentioned it, but at 0-5, stick a fork at him for good, man. He is over... Cooked. Shout out to Rich, PlayStation 4. But still. <laughs> what? But still. <laughs> what the fuck just happened? Rich will appreciate that. Um, no, but but come on. The guarantee. The guarantee. Are you kidding What was it? Me? After week two or three? Oh, God. It was I early on. It's My a joke. The, the guy doesn't even have a win yet. Uh. So, so anyway. I mean, not the worst winless team we've ever seen, but definitely the D-bag of the week for a call like that. And because really we didn't have anyone else this week to give it to, to be honest. Yeah. But. Antonio Brown hasn't done anything stupid, so. So... We're done with the matchup. Yeah. Why don't we just look at the league at the quarter-plus point of the season? Yeah, what would it be for fantasy? Holy like, smokes. End of regular Sadal. Oh, this is going to be a depressing thing to figure out. Well, no, um, we're, we're one-third way through the uh, the regular fantasy that, season. We have 13 weeks. We're into week five. That's insane. That's gross. So, so sad. let's look at this league right yeah. now because, to me, this is extremely interesting. We have three teams at four and one. We have one team at three and two. One's at two and three, and Mike. Crazy. What? What do you feel like is going on here? Because this does feel a little different than the past, doesn't it? It does. It definitely does. Like, usually by now, we would have had, like, me and Rich were selling at this point last year. We were just done. Like, put a fork in us, that was it. So it was basically a four team battle for the fifth and sixth place uh, playoff spots. Yeah. But this year is totally different. I feel like. Between one and nine right now, it's anybody's game. One trade could swing things. One waiver pickup can swing things. One injury can swing things. One start that wasn't a start. Thank God I won this week. Imagine, I, imagine, okay? Imagine Rob is beating me and I left Aaron Jones's 42 points on the bench and I lose because of that. Does that not swing the league in a certain direction? I might be sitting here going, well, I'm done. I got to sell. Dan, you're right. Got to do it. One and four. Like, shit like that can happen and Absolutely. probably will happen at some point in the next few weeks. Absolutely. It's insane to me that five teams are going to about to be two and three. And I don't know if that's ever happened in this league before, but, like, that's fucking crazy. Like, 
Someone in this group is going to emerge as a very good team. Someone in the 4-1 group is going to drop all the way down. Like, it's like shit's going to change. That's how tight this league is. It's awesome. I, I think love it. I think we're a little... We're, we're far removed at this point from seeing parity like this only because of Rob's dominance. We, we've seen just absolute, like, insane streaks. And then what Nick did down the stretch last year was was really impressive as well. And there were, like, dominating performances. But right now, there aren't just one or two teams scoring 130-plus a week. We had... A ton of teams do that this week. Almost half the league put up stupid fantasy numbers. Franco CRG is a perfect example, right? Yeah. You and I were like, oh, they barely put up 100 points this, in this league. Like, maybe 25% of their outputs this season have been 100 points. Boom. They both go off against each other. Like, shit like that is wild, man. At this time last year, if we're talking about guys to put on the watch list in terms of missing the playoffs, like Franco and CRG, and we've dabbled, at this point last year, there's no way that those guys are putting out performances like this. No. And like we said before... The two highest scoring teams. It's really so. Crazy. It's it's kind of it's kind of strange. I don't know if we've seen this before. And, and obviously, no undefeateds through five weeks. Three guys at four and one. Like it's again kind of early to look at like week thirteen and into the playoffs. But like those buys are up for grabs. And Rich, the guy who guaranteed he'd get one of those buys. Hey, it's still a very He's wide two open games back. Yeah, essentially, exactly. Which is like you're not right there, but you're. Like, for if you're looking at a buy. But, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, I don't know. I'll say this. Right now, there's so much parity that I don't think... Like, you just had a four-game win streak snapped. I don't think we're seeing a win streak longer than that, or even that's going to get to that. I don't think anyone's winning four straight games in this league anymore. Like, I know bye weeks are going to come. I know, like, shit's going to change. But, like, can you even picture a team winning four straight games? Like, you even had some luck. In that four-game win streak. Oh, absolutely. Like, you had to have New England's defense put up fucking 40 burgers on people, and you're going, holy shit, that, that's a weak winner just from my defense right there. And I had a dud last week where Franco could have and should have beat me, right. but I only put up 79 points in a win. I think if you string together back-to-back wins for going forward in this league, that is going to be massive and will have massive implications in the standings. Exactly. I completely agree. It just It's crazy to think at this point that we are where we are. Let's look ahead a little bit to next week. Yeah. Where I have my marquee matchup staring me right in the face with team... He's got to change it. Win, 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 win. But anyway, it's Rich. Rich Rich versus Rob next week, guys. And this is why it's interesting to me. Rob is potentially selling at 2-3. and three. If he falls to 2-4, and four, despite what we've said about the current parity of the league, he may just pull the plug. Yeah. Whereas Rich, 3-2... and two, if he wins next week and moves to four and two, he is even closer. Not only he's feeling great, he beat Rob, mm-hmm. but he's even closer to being where those buys are and where he wants to be first, second in the league. So I don't know. To me, this is extremely interesting because it. To me, this has the biggest impact on what one of the teams does and where one of the teams goes. If Rob ends up winning next week and he pulls his record to five hundred, but we have a couple other three and two teams lose, then why not? Or you know. Why wouldn't Rob stick around and just right. stick this out? You right. know what I'm trying to say? Yep, 100%. Who do you got? Uh, oh. Oh. Oh, God. Oh. oh. My God, no. Why didn't you realize that? Jeez. Are you ready? Okay. Are you ready for the pod battle? Oh, boy. Doors, tones, be there. Next week, you won't be there. <laughs> I will be here. <laughs> Woo! Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to kick your ass. Okay, hold oh, on. Oh, it's going to be good. On. Okay, so it's me versus you next week, which I actually just realized. But it, I won't even be here. 
Oh, it's great. That there's no rivalry here How if convenient. I'm not even here. You hear this, League? He's, he's already running away. He saw, he saw what Will Fuller did to poor Rob today. Now he's running. He's like, fuck this shit. I'm going to another continent. I don't even want to be here for Will Fuller to drop 40 burger on my ass. The good news for me... Well, guess what? I'm going to send you a message. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The good news for me looking ahead to our matchup is that you're going to start the wrong running back. Absolutely. I can already tell you that. You're going to start the wrong running back. You're going to bench Lev, who just got... Who's playing Dallas, who just got torched for four touchdowns by Aaron Jones. You're going to bench that guy. Why am I going to love it? You just... Oh, Josh Jacobs on a bye. You just told me why I should start him. Why the fuck wouldn't I start him after a sell like that? Oh, that's ridiculous. This is lovely. I hope AJ I'm gonna comes beat you, back man. next week to fuck your shit up. Oh, it's going to be great. Whatever. Guys, we might not have a podcast after this week. Well, we definitely won't have a podcast with me on it next week. Oh, so Michael Solo Dolo. Do you know what you're going to do with no clue. me on? No clue. I might, I might call up a co-host. Might, uh, I don't know. I might call up Skip Bayless, one of my good buddies. Boys, Mike and I will be on a plane on Tuesday. We're gone for a couple of weeks, which means the podcast is in your boys' hands. Woo! You ready, Tones, to take the mic solo? Oh, it's going to be lovely. It's going to oh. be the best podcast ever. I, I don't know. We, we've had one solo in the history of this pod. It was with me that time when you got wasted by yourself. No, actually, you were with people. I did it. This was not by myself. It was with colleagues, which you bailed on. I was um, literally sick and dying. Nah, it's fine. But Excuses. I did the but I did the Excuses. I did the pot on my of own. a guy that just lost. <laughs> okay. Anyway, hey Tones, it's been an absolute pleasure through hey. five weeks. It's been real great. Um, Safe travels. Good Enjoy. luck. Good luck with the podcast. I'll take care of Mike Dotto's team. Uh, Don't do that while we're gone. Let's quick prediction. Um, do you think when I return in week eight that Mike Dotto will have a win yet? Yes. Yes. I do. You heard it here first. This league is crazy. You heard it here first from your new solo host, Anthony Caminiti. Congratulations. Uh, boys, I'll talk to you later, but I won't hear from you until week eight. So have a good life. Bye. Let me see your shoulders work. I mean, I don't know what y'all came here to do, but uh, if you ain't got a lighter, what the fuck you smoking for? We hot, hot.